Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading from the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be a special and delightful thread from the Something Awful Forums E slash N subform, which stands for everything and nothing, in a thread entitled I Feel Unclean. Stories of your most shameful hookups. And as you might imagine, this is going to be delightful stories of times when people made the wrong decision and let their penis or vagina do the talking and ended up having an embarrassing and regrettable encounter. Now, some of you might say, hey, they had sex. There's nothing wrong with that. You should feel fine with that. Well, these people feel different. And soon you'll find out why. And the original poster is a person by the name of Chewbacca Defense. And the first post goes like this. I was 20 and went out to the bars with my friends. And the bar that I was at had a minimum to set up a tab. So I found myself buying five shots at 3.45 a.m. I did three of them and walked by myself to another bar. I was outside smoking a cig with one of my high school friends when I saw this girl giving me the eye. She was there with her brother and his girlfriend. Her brother immediately had a bad opinion of me as I was hitting on his sister. He was a pretty big dude but I was too drunk to care. After talking to this girl for 20 minutes, I got invited back to her house. At first, I thought this was going to be your standard drunken hookup. Then her mom showed up. I remembered thinking it was weird that someone's mom was willing to drive some random dude to her house to screw her daughter, but of course, I was too drunk to care. The girl, her brother, and his girlfriend, and I get into the car and start driving to the next town over where she lived. I remember coming to a red light and thinking I could have got out of the car and ended my night right there. In hindsight, I probably should have. We get to her house and I ask the brother's girlfriend if anyone cares that I come into the house. She tells me not to worry, that everyone is cool. I go back with the girl to her room and we have some nice loud sex. I pass out thinking how absurd the whole situation is. Cue the next morning. I wake up with a god-awful hangover and find a knife on her end table and think, what the Christ? I ask her why the knife is there and she proceeds to tell me that while I was passed out, her brother tried to come into the room and kick the shit out of me. He was banging on the door and she had a fight with him. She doesn't explain why the knife is there. I have no memory of any of this. This was one of my most shameful hookups. I could have gotten my ass kicked while I was passed out. Thelonious Funk replies, Met a girl through training at work, and we had lunch every day for a week. She added me on Facebook, and eventually I asked her out to dinner. So we go back to her place afterwards, and are playing Xbox 360. She looks sad, and I asked her why. Originally, I thought it was because I was kicking her ass at Fusion Frenzy 2. She tells me she really likes me, but can't do anything because she, that she has a boyfriend that she's been meaning to break up with. Long story short, we end up making out, and we head to her bedroom. She starts going down on me. And 45 minutes, I still haven't finished. I make up some lame excuse for the reason I have to go and run out of there as fast as I can. Thankfully, we work different shifts. Unfortunately, I still see her sometimes when she works overtime and found out she's fucking some other guy from work. I left because she was a furry. The 45 minutes was me staring in horror at all the furry art on her walls. Catfish Clyde replies, I banged some girl on New Year's Eve. She was total trash. A scene slut who had slept with every dude in tight jeans for like a 10-mile radius. We were both drunk as shit. Don't know how I managed to stay hard. It was awful. I left the lights on. Outside the door of my room, my buddies were playing Mario Kart 64. I fucked her to the romantic sounds of power-up boxes spinning and Wario proclaiming, I'm a gonna win! And, ow, 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 
wow, 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 every few seconds. I had to work the next day. I was so hungover and all I could feel was shame and remorse. El Cochino shares, It was this past New Year's night. I'm at my best friend's fiancé's house and we're all hanging out and drinking and having a good time. My girlfriend is with me for the majority of the night and she takes off to pick up her mom from work. I stay for the party. I'm in the garage playing pool. My friend's cousin calls me into the hallway and pulls me into the bathroom with her. Her three-year-old son is right there as she does this, and he immediately starts crying as soon as we shut the bathroom door, loud. She feels bad about it and lets him into the bathroom with us. Keep in mind, this bathroom is about as big as a janitor's closet, and we immediately start making out. I start grabbing her ass underneath her pants, grabbing her titties, all that good stuff. She tells me to calm down while grabbing my cock and she'll meet me in the back of the garage after she puts her son to bed. We exit the bathroom, and someone immediately calls her son over to play, and we use this to our advantage to run into the garage. I shut the door behind us, and right away we start getting naked and fucking on my friend's pool table. During the course of all of this, I ended up licking her asshole, sucking her toes, everything I can think of, and she tells me about her boyfriend in jail. My friend's fiancé also ended up opening the garage door on us and freaking out about it. That was my first MILF experience, and the first time I ever sucked toes. I will never suck toes again. Ever. Spooky Man G replies, My first, no less, shitty escapade was during sophomore year in the college dorms. I had a really shitty roommate, which I'll skip on the details, but he and his friends were big on pill-popping. Anyway, I was sitting on my bed studying for some class, when one of his female friends came into our dorm room and sits next to me on my bed. I just said hello and kept reading. She starts touching me all over and tells me I'm cute. I forgot what she said after that, but she lays on my bed, spread eagle. At first I was kind of like Butters in the Paris Hilton episode of South Park. Hey, look, it's squishy. I didn't say that, of course. So fuck it. I went for it. And for the most part, it was uneventful. But she did have this thing where she called me daddy throughout the whole sexing. I slipped and it went in the other hole. And I remember her going, oh, daddy, I love it when you fuck my ass. Huh? I'm done, and she gets dressed, and that's it. A couple of days later, my roommate comes in with a prescription for antibiotics used to cure STDs. I also found out that my roommate and her female friend fucked on occasion. I was so worried that I might have gotten something, but nothing bad came of it. I never saw her again after that. Sad Lions replies, Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Pretty much most have been shameful in one way or another. Only few exceptions to my near-constant shameful behavior. I lost my virginity to an overweight, married, self-harming, borderline personality disorder-suffering mother of three that I met over a chat room in a bed and breakfast run by an old couple. Her husband booked her room. This whole thing was a long-awaited rebound from the lost love of my life at the time. On the double rebound, I grabbed the first thing to come along, which happened to be an equally fat and mentally unhinged girl with a face generally unpleasant to look at. Kissing her tasted like cigarettes and going down on her has... <laughs> Kissing her tasted like cigarettes, and going down on her has given me a lasting aversion to giving head. This again was from the internet, and ended when she forgot she was seeing someone while she went to an internet meet and hooked up with someone there. I was vaguely relieved, but the rebounding wasn't over yet. Third time's a charm, right? No, it is not. The first shameful hookup is one of the worst times of my life, and I've tried my best to forget everything I can about it. She invited me over after that last troll ditched me, and I figured, why the hell not? Her picture doesn't look too bad, and I could do with some affection. The picture had only showed her face, and once again, it was awful. Slimy-looking hair, many facial piercings mostly around the mouth, shoulder pads, and once again, quite a girth. 
This one I regretted from the moment I saw her and throughout, yet I still went ahead and did it. Drunkenly fucked on the sofa without protection, trying not to think of my situation too much. Kissing her was as sexual as licking a handful of loose changed. <laughs> Kissing her was as sexual as licking a handful of loose changed dropped in an ashtray, due to three, I think, lip piercings, and one on the tongue, which all clattered together. After her and the horror of the entire experience, I decided to show a little backbone and set some sort of standards. Fourth was fine, hardly a relationship, but at least pleasant and reassured me that the last three weren't to be the start of a trend. I'll leave it at that for fine detail, but I've gone on to having been with another girl cheating on her boyfriend, starting a two-year relationship with someone after drunken sex with them, after throwing up all over her workmate's house at a Christmas house party, and most recently an engaged woman with the man she'd been with for ten years, who went on to break it off, then sleep around her small town and get all the cock she'd been missing all that time. I am no good person. I am awful. I do, however, love to tell this shit. Diseased Liver writes, If I have learned one thing over the years, it is that I shouldn't date girls from work. And if there's one lesson that I never seem to manage to pay attention to, no matter how disastrous the results, it's that I shouldn't date girls from work. I ignored about a million warning signs with the first girl. She had pink streaks in her hair, she randomly interspersed inappropriate Japanese words into everyday conversation, and she had traveled 3,000 miles from New Hampshire to sleep on her college friend's couch. My brother to this day brings up the girl whenever he wants to mock my taste in anything. She was kinda unnatural. It was thankfully never really a serious relationship. But I had enough after she came to work one morning after doing ecstasy the night before and constantly needed hugs all day because she was coming down hard. The second girl, well, it was at a company party and was drinking heavily. I blacked out and came to with her jamming her tongue down my throat. I still feel if I had managed to puke, my life would have been so much better. It ruined wild turkey for me, though. Angry Teen adds, Banged a long-time friend who I was unattracted to, although I didn't realize just how much. I figured, why not? Let's end this dry spell. She invited me over to watch movies, and we got to awkward making out. Now, she's a big girl. I don't mean fat, although she could stand to lose pounds. I mean large in stature. And she has small tits. So I'm kissing her and sucking on her small breasts. Clothes are coming off, each of which makes me regret what is happening more and more. I got to fingering her, and the amount of hand I have to insert past her lips to get to the clit is alarming. We tried fucking on her couch and then on the floor, but she is just too large, and it's awkward as hell. I end up losing my wood and making up some lame excuse about pulling something. We finished watching the last movie while she pawed at my arms, which were noticeably smaller than hers. It felt like I was cuddling with an NBA forward. I didn't even have alcohol as an excuse, just bad judgment. I was, like, obligated to quote-unquote give it a try. What a disaster. I didn't even have the gusto to rub her clit to orgasm, and she still tries to get me to go out with her. Ugh. Scravo adds, I met a girl on the internet while looking for a way to get out of a dead-end relationship. The internet girl wasn't bad-looking. All I could see in her picture was her face. She suggested we meet up at a local pool hall and see how things go from there. I wish I could blame it on the alcohol, but we were both too young to drink at the time. Still, she was flirty and funny, although a bit on the heavy side. She was nice enough to talk to, and she seemed into me, so I figured I could give her a ride home. Her friends drove her to the pool hall, and they planned on staying longer. We pulled up to her house in one of those remote areas of the city. We talked and flirted a bit longer. It wasn't long after that she showed me her tits. I had a bit of fun there, and we decided to take things inside. 
I thought I was doing fine. I even managed to go down on her to the point of orgasm without any problems. Once she got on top of me, though, I felt the most horrid wave of shame and guilt wash through me. I felt even more awful still when I made up some excuse to leave right after penetrating her, but I suddenly no longer wanted to be there. Another time, my then-girlfriend, now my ex, and I had a foursome hookup with a guy and his wife. There was some hot girl-on-girl action, so that's definitely not the shameful part. I guess this isn't really shameful in the same sense as the previous story, but two parts of it will always stick with me. I didn't have sex with a guy's wife when I clearly had the chance. Granted, he didn't have sex with my girlfriend, but he and I gave the ladies some oral action. She was pretty hot and very willing to be in that situation, so it's one hell of a missed opportunity. Two, I remember the guy's name, but not his wife's. I don't think I heard it correctly the first time, and I've never been able to remember it since then. My ex couldn't remember her name afterward either, but that didn't stop the two of them from eating each other out. Iron Crown writes, A couple of months ago, I met up with a girl on the internet. She had informed me that she had one arm, and sent me a picture where she looked decent, although sans one arm. I went to pick her up at her place, which was in a rough neighborhood. What left the house was fat and wearing a disturbed t-shirt. On the way to the bar, she wouldn't shut up, including telling me about she had six kids and wanted more. She also told me that one time she went out with someone who left her at the bar. Again at the bar, she wouldn't shut up, even while sucking down a beer. At this point, I really should have left her at the bar, like the other guy. But she wanted to go back to my place. Stupidly, I obliged, taking a long and confusing route so that she wouldn't be able to find it. At my apartment, she confiscates my bottle of Jack and starts drinking from it. At this point, she's really trying hard to get me to fuck her, including attempting to give me a hand job which just felt like sandpaper. Eventually, I figure that the only way to get her to leave would be to hit it. My equipment wouldn't cooperate, but I did manage to get the job done. After dropping her off, I'm pretty sure the look on my face was terror the whole drive home and in the shower where I scrubbed everything clean. And yes, I was protected. Elvis Cat replies, Whiskey dick seems to be thought of as a bad thing by a lot of people, and I don't see why. I get it pretty damn bad, and once in my entire life, I have not really been fucking glad I did it. Drunken hookups, prevented by my penis. A list. Bad. 1. A chick who hooked up with one of my friends after my penis did not work. Attractive, but she stalked my buddy for three fucking years after a one-night stand. Dodged a massive bullet right there. 2. My friend's ex. Fucker got us drunk together and kept trying to hook us up, then disappeared to leave us to our carnal devices. It would have been awful, but man, I didn't want no part of that shit. 3. A tiny-boned girl who was massively, massively round, like a fucking jelly bean, whose breasts rattled around her A-cup bra after the stuffing was discreetly removed while I was taking a leak. She was shaved and looked like a fat 12-year-old naked. She also sucked cock like a goddamn vacuum cleaner, like painful levels of suction. I was like, oh shit, guess it's broken. Try again later after the blowjob. Then I locked myself in her bathroom until I was sober enough to drive home. She had to pee in her kitchen sink. On the drive home, the image of her naked body popped into my head and I literally had to pull over to vomit. (laughs) On the drive home, The image of her naked body popped into my head, and I literally had to pull over to vomit. I probably would have driven my car into a tree if I had actually penetrated her. So Whiskey Dick actually saved my life. Good. I was too drunk to hook up with an absolutely gorgeous girl I had known for quite a while and was really into. She understood, and we cuddled instead. We had to wait until morning to have sex. That story has a good ending. (sighs) That's really fucking funny. FKNLO writes, The most shameful I've ever had was Angie. She worked with my roommate at his second job and was into him. 
He was in a long-distance relationship and wasn't really looking for anything. We were out of the bars one night getting shit-faced. She starts texting him. I start asking about her because she's annoying him and figure it might take her off his hands. He says, she's thick but cute, which I don't really mind at all in the right girl. He gives her my number and we start talking. We meet up at a bar a couple nights later and I'm pretty disappointed. She's fat, not thick, and not at all attractive. We messed around a little that night, but I pretty much intentionally killed the mood really quickly to keep from anything going to keep anything from going too far. About a month later, my roommate and I are out again. We're talking to these hot chicks who are going to another bar and need a way to get there. Angie had been bugging my roommate throughout the night and we decided to give her a call so she could drive us to the other bar so we could continue working on these hot chicks. We get there and the hot chicks aren't there. My roommate and I get absolutely blasted. I wake up the next morning with the, did I have sex thoughts lingering in my head? My roommate comes in and asks if I fucked her. I reply with, I think so, because I didn't really remember, even though I knew it happened. He's apologetic, talking about how it was his fault, because he didn't lock the front door, etc. Basically, on the way home, they stopped to get smokes. I walked the rest of the way home from there because I didn't want to deal with this chick. She followed my roommate into the apartment and went straight to my room and fucked me. I'm pretty sure I couldn't keep it up because I was shit-faced and she left. The worst part ever is that my roommate was in my room the next day. He looks over at my end of the bed and says, Dude, what the fuck is that? And points to the end of my bed. There was a fucking bloody tampon on the floor. The bitch rolled into my room and fucked me on the rag. Kitsune writes, It was a cyber goth. But that's not all. He was one of those horrible guys that desperately try to be Don Juanist and charming, but fail miserably. I was in the bar that I actually worked in, got drunk, he seduced me, and we did it in the bathroom of the bar that I worked in. Everyone knew, and we came out as the bar was closing. People were waiting outside yelling, I knew it! It was really bad sex as well, since we were both drunk as fuck. After the bar was closed, I had a couple of drinks with my boss and co-worker, who both ranted on me for an hour about how stupid it was. Boss, as a bartender, you're sort of a public person, and having sex in the bathroom takes away all your credibility with the customers. So embarrassing. It wasn't too bad for long after that, though. Thank fuck it was a punk bar. Edit. Oh, and he'd shaved his balls. Guys, that is not sexy. Exa16 writes, I was hanging out with my cousin at a friend of hers house. She was this sexy little Mexican. I knew she had a one-year-old baby girl, and I also knew that she and my cousin were way drunker than I was. While my cousin was in the bathroom, she grabbed me by the hair and started kissing me, pulled me into the bedroom, and started taking off her clothes. Whispering and tiptoeing, she almost freaked out when I sat on the end of the bed. I quickly realized the baby was asleep right behind me. She pulled me on the ground, undid my pants, and even though I kept saying no, we banged her on the floor with her baby asleep right there. It wasn't the worst thing that could have happened, but my God, it was awkward. I had just met her. I was pretty damn near sober. I was woman-handled by a four-foot-ten sexican and banged out with her sleeping baby in the same room with my cousin in the next room. I came out with a look of disgust and told my cousin we had to go. I ended up dating this girl for a month until I moved because I'm retarded. And band member Nuke replies, Finding this thread makes me realize I'm actually not alone. My most recent unclean story was going pre-drinking with a few friends and managing to polish off a half of 40 of Gordon's gin. This led to a very drunk nuke whose judgment was already horrible, but gets even worse. We get to the bar, and I'm just having out having a few more drinks, which leads me to go try to take down an ogre I really shouldn't. We get to talking, and she says we should just go for a walk. I say sure, so away we go on this walk, and we ended up walking straight to her place. So we start making out, and eventually she goes down on me. 
and it takes a while to get up. I was so drunk at this point. I sloppily fell down and went down on her, eating her out, which made me think eating out her ass would probably be a great idea too. So one thing leads to another, and I end up butt-fucking her for like 20 minutes, and then shoving my dick directly into her mouth right after I pull it out of her ass. First and last time, I think I can mentally handle ATMing a chick. ATM stands for ass to mouth. I get dressed again and leave the passed out girl I just violated on her bed and proceed to walk back to the bar. About five minutes away from the bar, I run into a chick I had slept with years ago and decided it would be a good idea to try to take her down. I convince her to drive my car, she was sober, to a secluded spot we could go and chill and talk. Well, within ten minutes of us parked, we are in the back seat making out and getting naked. Foreplay ensues for, for 45 minutes or so, as far as I know, and I start to fuck her. The worst part happens after fucking her for 15 minutes, I literally black out. I completely forgot where I am, who I'm with, and what her name is. After a few minutes of continuous pumping, I realize who she is and finish. We cuddle for a few minutes, and after she drops me and my car off outside my friend's house, I kiss her goodbye and stumble home. I have never felt so unclean. And to end this delightful thread, I'll read a very short and sweet post by Zap Brannigan, who writes, Mine's a little different, but I'm still ashamed of it. There's this girl whose entire family I am friends with. Mom, grandparents, uncles, aunts, all of them. I'm good friends with them. Like get invited to family picnics and such, friends. It's not a secret that she's liked me for a couple of years. Anyway, we're out on one of these picnics, everyone's getting plastered except her, Well, I go into the house to take a piss and she's inside. So I come out of the pisser and start talking to her. I'm drunk and horny and decide I'm going to see what I can get out of this. Now this girl is damned hot. She's always caught my eye and I decided I want some. So I start making out with her and events proceed. Well, I ended up fucking her on her grandma's bed. Grandfather deceased. Well, her grandma walked in on us with me bending her over. Twofold shame. Her entire family that absolutely loves me, including the uncles, know that I nailed her. And I'm 26 and she's 18. We continued messing around after that. And her most protective uncle said to me on a camping trip, I don't care. Just don't knock her up. Okay. Well, I don't know about you, but I am aroused. No, I'm not. But I do enjoy reading about all these shameful hookups. Surely you have something you're ashamed of. Well, if only you were a something awful goon. Maybe you are. You could have shared in this thread. By the end of the thread, it had been derailed with crazy, crazy stories and nonsense. But these stories, I believe, are true. So I am enjoying them simply for that. The people share the trueness. Um, thank you for listening to Lou Reads. I'm glad as we approach the holiday seasons to have been doing this for eight or so months or however long I've been doing it. I'm glad so many people are enjoying it. I am saddened, however, that only two people took me up on the offer to record things for them. And I'm going to play those things right now. Hi, my name's Lou. And you've reached Carl's phone. Carl can't answer the phone right now because he has rendered himself unconscious with a sexual torture device of his own creation. Don't worry, though. Carl has built in some safety measures in case things went wrong. And if things get out of control, the authorities will be called. In the meantime, don't bother Carl while he's enjoying his anal pleasures. Please leave a message after the beep. And Carl, if he comes to, we'll get back to you. Hi, my name's Lou and you've reached Matthew Hale's phone. Don't worry, Matthew isn't in trouble. He just doesn't want to answer the phone when you call. I don't know why, but just so you know, Matthew absolutely saw that it was you calling and bounced it to voicemail. 
Voicemail, he proudly states that he never checks. Why would you want to talk to someone who doesn't want to talk to you? Maybe it's because you like talking to lazy jerks, like Matthew. Too bad it isn't mutual. You can try sending him a text message. At least then, he'll look at it. But as far as leaving a message, I wouldn't bother. It's basically like yelling into a garbage can. A garbage can of Matt's disdain for you. All right, thanks for calling Matt's phone. Again, send him a text message instead of calling. That's what he wants. Do what he wants, and no one gets hurt. This has been Lou answering Matt's phone for him. I'll see you at Matt's fisting party. Bye-bye. Thank you to Matt and Carl for being so brave to ask me to record things for you. The offer still stands if anyone wants to get it in before the end of the year. I still don't know who the person who unfanned Lou reads on Facebook is, and it's it's bothering me quite a bit. But uh, I am heartened that uh, four people have replaced that one person, so I'm not missing the mystery unfanner as much as I used to. I have a feeling I may have offended them with my GOP read. Hmm... Anyway, and I wanted to mention before I go that um, I used to have some Google AdSense on the blog part of this podcast. And sadly, Google AdSense has decided that Lou Reads is too adult for Google Ads. So I'm sure no one will miss the fact that there will no longer be any Google Ads on LouReads.com. So feel free to go there and know that you will not be bothered by ads for microfinance or whatever other crappy ads we're loading up there. And this is the second company that has refused to let Lou Reads have ads because of the content. Can you believe what kind of crazy society we live in where people are offended by bug chasers and stories about people fucking? Anyway... I don't even know if I want to live in this world anymore. All right, that's going to do it. I'm going to finish. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads. Thank you so much for listening once again. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.